0: Warning, this episode contains explicit content. Please proceed with caution. up everyone and welcome to whiskey sex talk i am your host romeo and i am your host kim kim we finally romeo. made
1: it through season four i know i can't believe this is our last episode of the season it's amazing
0: yes ladies and gentlemen this is i think this is the correct thing to say this is the season the season finale of season four or the last episode of season four.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And Kim has a lot of things to tell us, ladies and gentlemen. On this episode, we are going to be talking about Swedish whiskey. And Yay. here to tell us everything we need to know because I literally know nothing about <laughs> Swedish whiskey. So I am really pumped for this.
1: Well, I am happy to tell you all about it and our listeners, of course, Romeo. So
0: I was going to ask you, so when did the distilling in Sweden start? Because let's start there, literally.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, actually, 1999, it's a relatively, the whiskey scene is relatively new in Sweden. Um, They, uh, the whiskey scene, Sweden is part of the vodka belt Mm -hmm. and that's a distilled spirit. Uh, uh, Brandvun was, or uh, burnt wine, uh, was basically kind of a, a, uh, lower, um uh, lower proof version of vodka. Mm-hmm. So there has been distilling, uh, but whiskey really didn't start, uh, getting distilled until 1999. And I have to give a little personal anecdote here. I think I, our listeners know, I'm sure I've discussed it with you, Romeo, you know, I lead these um, distillery tours around um, uh, Irish Irish and Scottish uh, whiskey distilleries via this um, small luxury cruise ship. And so I was on the Isle of Man, which has a distillery, and I, I was talking to Ian Warburn-Jones, and Ian has been a judge for the International uh, Wine and Spirits Competition. For almost ten years, and he also runs a just dis- He also founded a distillery on the Isle of Man called Outlier. But so we were talking about the future of whiskey, and this was five years ago. And I said, well, you know, I think the at the time, um, areas like India and Taiwan, and you know, kind of that whole uh, region. I said that that's I, you know, I think that's where some of the interesting. Uh, whiskies are coming out, he said, "Actually, the future of whiskey is in Scandinavia." And he mentioned MacMera, mm. which is the uh, the first Swedish distillery in uh, that you know started in, in uh, Sweden in 1999. And I re- I was like MacMera, and you know, remember, and it but it took a long time for you know it to kind of get to the U.S. at all. So I don't even know if it's in Israel, Uh, but they are. It's a really very very interesting scene, Uh, very innovative, a lot of really interesting technical uh, accomplishments, and you know, in addition to kind of a very unique flavor profile.
0: Um, To answer your question, I believe I've seen a a MacMara bottle. It's single, right? It's a single malt. It's
1: single. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they tend to. Well, they have some blends, but they tend to a lot. Most of the Swedish distilleries uh, tend to produce single. You know, like the single malts. So some blends, but mostly single malts.
0: I'm actually really, really uh, excited, and I'm and I'm uh, thank you for sharing that because I feel like, um, you know, Swedish whiskey like. Let's be honest, it doesn't carry the same immediate recognition as like Scottish or Irish, you know, counterparts. So I'm really, really curious to know a little bit more about this. And I can't wait for us to get started on the conversation. With that being said, does Swedish whiskey have a special taste profile? Let's talk about that.
1: Well, um, Sweden tends to have a bolder uh, a bolder flavor profile. I mean, most of mm. the distilleries produce uh, both a peated and an unpeated uh, whiskey. Uh, and you know, we've discussed before, peated is a smokier whiskey. Mm. Um, there's also a lot of a, a w- maritime flavors. A lot of the whiskies have a maritime flavor because they're on the coast or they're on islands. Uh, so there's that influence, kind of a briny uh, notes. But they still make, you know, kind of the traditional fruity whiskeys that we know from like a Speyside Scotch mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, well, that's kind of the best, you know, way to describe it is like a Speyside Scotch, which is kind of the, st- you know, has become kind of the standard for like fruity whiskeys. There's not a tropical, obviously, mm-hmm. flavor like there right. is, uh, you know, in, in Australia or uh, Cavallon in Taiwan. On, or you know, the whiskeys from India. Um, but and they're they tend to be kind of clean and bracing, which you would you know expect from a place right, like right. Sweden, where you know there's a lot of snow. Um, the temperature fluctuations, uh, really, you know, kind of do a number, uh, have a huge influence on aging, unless they're the the barrels are aged in. Uh, some some barrels are aged in warehouses that are basically like fifty feet below ground so that's, that's awesome. not going to change mm-hmm. but if they are aged above ground uh you know there's huge fluctuations in temperature um you know just because of the cold very very cold winters and then the summers can get up to you know the 80s so that really has an effect on the whiskey in terms of you know the um barrel expansion and contraction uh but Also, um, you know, Mac which we talked about, you know, which was kind of the, which not what kind of, which was the first uh, Swedish distillery. Um, They, their peated whiskey not only uses bog moss, which is peat, basically, you know, you dry the bog moss and it becomes peat. Uh, But they also use dried juniper twigs. So there's kind of a you know really and you know we're all familiar with juniper from gin mm, from Jen, but right. not so much with whiskey so it adds a really interesting kind of piney note to it really? that uh, is not out of place with a whiskey you know you for a swedish whiskey when you think about it it is very snow and pine trees and and crisp air and A big part of also about uh, Swedish whiskey is the water is super, super, super pure. So um, they're, you know, and that's one of the most important components of of whiskey. I mean, there's even limestone um, islands and limestone is, you know, kind of the ultimate filter for whiskey. I mean, that's one of the reasons As we've discussed that bourbon, uh, the Kentucky bourbon region is, is, you know, so that why the whiskey industry flourishes there is because the limestone filters the water and filters a lot of the sulfur and, you know, bad elements out of the water. So, um, so those are, you know, some of, I would say bracing clean, uh, but also uh, they pretty much all make a smoky whiskey, which is not the case with, for instance, every whiskey distillery in Scotland, I mean, they'll kind of focus on one kind. And whereas, you know, in Sweden, they'll just, you know, kind of every distillery will kind of do both. Can you, um,
0: I just want to touch up on like, really just, uh, go back a little bit. You mentioned something about you. Thank you for for actually for explaining that what you just uh, said right now in regards to the Swedish like characteristics. And you said you mentioned something that's very interesting that I've never heard someone describe uh the whiskey wh- I guess uh whiskey this way you said that had nautical notes what are those nautical um,
1: notes um oh uh yeah kind of coastal notes yeah. um yeah so so uh coastal notes would be yeah. briny, kind of salty, you know kind mm. of a and it, it it doesn't the whiskey doesn't read as salty. When you taste it, it's like this is salty. You don't you know that's not the flavor profile. But it will um add uh just like it's almost like a little bit of a funk, you know, and it's mm. not a bad thing. It's no, no, it's, no, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. And uh, I mean, I tend to really like briny whiskies. And there's just there's a lot of the the distilleries are on the coast or there are a couple are on islands. So um, you know, it's just it you you don't want to uh, they don't want to and and most distilleries would not want to uh try and get rid of a local element and that kind of flavor so yeah there are there are uh yeah briny notes from the from so, the coastal areas
0: now now this this leads me to my next question is uh Sweden is like an amazing country it's beautiful we we all know it if we don't, we've heard we're kind of we're very well aware of it. If you're on social media, you've seen all those videos that people post on about Sweden and its landscape. Now, what are well? My here's my question: Are there char- uh, characteristics unique to Swedish whiskey, like specifically their industry?
1: Yes, there's, uh, well, one of the things that characterizes the whiskey industry in Sweden in general, I would say is, is technological innovation. So for instance, MacMera, um, it was, and this is probably not surprising given who founded it. So it was founded by eight friends who had gone to engineering school together. So eight engineers. Uh, so as you can imagine, it was very well designed um, and, Uh, They, you know, kind of immediately started uh, all these innovations. They created a 30-liter barrel, uh, which is unusual. It's a smaller barrel. So, you know, things age more quickly. Um, And they eventually built a distillery that is a gravity distillery. So it's 37 meters high and everything on every level it's, you know, a different aspect of the whiskey production takes place. So from, you know, the grain being poured in and then the malting and then the grinding and, you know, so it's, it's really fascinating. And so the, by doing that, they have cut their production. I mean, their rep, sorry, not their production. They have cut their energy costs by 43%. So, you know, it's not surprising that right. they have, you know, that engineers would come up with this. Um, another, and so, and so a lot of the whiskey and other whiskey distilleries have kind of followed their lead. Um, in, uh, for instance, in Haven, uh, I may be pronouncing that wrong, um, on the island, uh, it, it's on the island of Haven. It's part of a resort complex, and that's called the uh, Back of Bin. And it's a beautiful area, and they have one of the best whiskey bars in sweden so of course you have
0: to go oh wow oh man you can't do this to me i mean okay <laughs> no but
1: for our listeners I know we have about we have about five whiskey trips planned i know for, for our Rio. global
0: travelers uh check that out kim's recommendation
1: but the distillery which kind of started as a gin distillery and it was started by a couple they started the distillery to help drive a uh, business, you know, kind of a, almost as a tourist attraction for their resort and restaurant. And they have one of the best whiskey bars, not surprisingly, in Sweden. Um, but one of the reasons it was a very smart thing to do, because the Swedish government has a monopoly on alcohol sales, uh, except for restaurants. So you have to buy your liquor from an alcohol. Uh, An an official government alcohol, you know, alcohol store and except if you're a restaurant. But anyway, they uh, when they started, they started as a tourist attraction, but they've since uh, developed into they have a laboratory that other distilleries around the world, uh, you know, consult with them. They help design recipes. Uh, They help uh, design parts and that was you know started by a husband and wife team who also own the resort. So that kind of innovation um and uh you know so they are just very creative about how they do things in in Macmara. And then in uh, and in Sweden and another interesting thing about Macmara is uh there they've created the first to my knowledge or at least the first in in Sweden AI generated whiskey. So Wait, it, it Yes, I know a I generated whiskey, and what it does, so they what they do is of course uh, as our as I think I've you know our listeners know from you know listening in on some of our other uh, podcasts, so they're you know each the master blender and the who's a woman named Angela Dorazio. Mm-hmm. Uh, And she was inducted into the Whiskey Hall of Fame in 2019. we'll get
0: to that later, because I have a question about women in
1: whiskey. Okay. Okay. Well, I have more women, though. But so Angela... um, So, MacMira met with Microsoft, and they discussed the idea about AI-generated whiskeys. So, what Angela's job, or the job of any master blender, or she calls herself chief nose officer, because, of (laughs) course, the master blenders are constantly nosing whiskey... You know the chief blender's job is knowing the content of literally every cask in the warehouse. So you know to figure out which, you know which would be, you know they have to what would create the best profile. So what they what they do is they feed in the characteristics of all of the casks, and AI shuffles through them and starts suggesting recipes. And wow. but Angela or the master to blend, you know, any other master to master blender has the final say. So when she was looking at these recipes, she would like kind of course correct and say, mm, you know, these two wouldn't work or these two wouldn't work. Um, and then one recipe jumped out at, at her as, as something that she felt, you know, would be, would work. And, it you know, was <laughs> it turned out to be a very successful recipe. Um uh, you know, unpeated whiskey. But she says that, and you know, of course, my thought is this sounds, you know, old school whiskey, you know, woman that I am. Right. I'm like, this sounds weird. I don't want to hear anything about my whiskey, you know, being taken away from humans. But Angela says, you know, it's it it will never take the play, AI will never take the place of the master blender because ultimately you have to nose things and taste them. So Um, you know, they can generate recipes, it's, it's efficient, it's more efficient, but it will never take the place of, you know, the master blender.
0: I feel like with, uh, what you just said right now, first of all, I'm very impressed with the technology they're using, but I want to comment that even, I feel like right now what you're telling me with like AI, uh, uh, that they used AI and that she said that they would not, AI will not replace humans. Right. There are some advantages because, let's say, in the near future, you can make mass production of your basic line or like your most, you know, uh, popular <clears throat> uh, whiskey that way. You know, use AI to kind of just kind of speed up the process. But much like, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I remember the only other country that uses technology is Taiwan, correct? Was it Taiwan or India?
1: Uh, let's see. Um, well, I mean, everybody uses technology to a certain extent. I mean, you, you know, some will, um, you know, I'm I, now I'm I'm blanking, you know, not because I, of course, wasn't prepared for the question.
0: It's okay. I, I I didn't mean to put you on the spot. What I meant, what I guess, what I'm trying to say is that. My point is, is that I'm actually really excited to see more distilleries use technology in innovative ways because, you know, technology is such an integral part of um, our world. And I know that there are people out there that like know like what you just said. I'm old fashioned. I want whiskey to be done by humans, but there are pros and cons. But I'm so I love to hear how you said the distillery. Uh, how it was designed and um just uh, that alone is just it's such a good story because Mm -hmm. it just goes to show like how much the human imagination is capable of 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 achieving things and especially you know whiskey you you know you would think there's only one specific way of you got to do it this way you got to distill it this way you got to do it that but here you know the 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 swedes are actually i hope they are the swedes yes, right yes swedes <laughs> are using like technology they're lowering their like carbon footprint um it's just really nice to hear that so
1: <clears throat> yeah so uh you know it's true that a lot of the innovation uh technological innovation is being driven by wanting to reduce carbon footprints so uh you know i think that's the main thing driving it uh this is the first that I have heard of an AI whiskey. So that is unusual, but I, but a lot of the production and these are all, you know, is production um, retrofitting or production of, uh, the facilities i think are they can start afresh so they some of them might take o- have might have taken over uh like an old building like gotland um mm-hmm. you know has taken over an old uh building in the high west which is one of the other distilleries in uh sweden but they've retrofitted them but macmira is one of the few that really completely did something, you know, amazing, yeah, uh, like starting that gravity, yeah, you know, I mean, the AI, but also, you know, that, that gravity distillery, I what, mean, that's astonishing. I hope that like, to me is almost more exciting than the AI,
0: you know. I mean, everything that they're doing is just fascinating. Um, and I don't want to get sidetracked here, but um, uh, I do want to know. Um, what are some of the main distillers? I know you mentioned one.
1: McMira is definitely, you know, the kind of the the big daddy, you know, as it were, or, or mom. Uh, they started producing quite a few years before anybody else. Uh, I uh, mentioned, oh, I have to say one other fun thing about McMira, because, they, you know, it's such a playful thing compared to their You know, very high tech So they collaborated with the band Scorpions, the German You know, rock band Scorpions Uh, You know, Rock You Like a Hurricane Is their most famous uh, song And so, and the whiskeys were um, Are aged in German Cherry wine casks So I think that's hilarious So they not only have uh, This very high tech uh, Aspect, but they have this very playful Aspect to them as well um, so, uh, high coast is the highest, uh, is the highest in, uh, um, farthest north distillery in the world. Uh, and they, uh, you know, do a lot of they're, you know, uh, again, peated and unpeated. They don't have as many, as much of a technological footprint. Uh, but again, very, very pure water. Um, and, uh. So one of the high coast is one of the whiskey distilleries uh, in in Sweden. Uh, they have the most, uh, the, the farthest north, and they have the most fluctuation in uh, temperatures. So in the winter, it can be like 22 below Fahrenheit. Wow. And in the summer, 86 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's a huge, right. you know, <clears throat> a huge difference. Uh, And, you know, great, you know, huge effect on the, um, you know, on the whiskey production. Uh, And then, uh, and it used to be called Box. So if you see Box, it's basically what High Coast used to be. Gotland um, is on the island of Gotland. It's a limestone island. So, you know, the waters kind of bubble up uh, and through there and they're filtered uh, and they have that was started by an artist couple who eventually moved to Rome. Um, so they're not involved uh, anymore. But the bottles are gorgeous, and uh, you know it's definitely a tourist att- attraction. They kind of remind me of um, the bottles of Israeli whiskey in that I think they're in they're in J- Jerusalem. They're just gorgeous, gorgeous labels. So not surprising considering you know an artist couple uh, you know designed them. And um, oh, another thing about um, High Coast uh, is that the water is so pure; uh, it's actually almost too pure. Because the uh, the the master blender, I mean the master distiller, said if it had a little more salt and even a tiny bit more salt or magnesium, that would help, uh, you know, activate the yeast more. So it's almost too pure, which is which is funny. Um, so High Coast. Um, uh, Smogen, S-M-O-G-E-N That's a distillery that was started by a uh, whiskey blogger called Whiskey Sponge And he's also uh, an author of Enjoying Whiskey And uh, that is very, very smoky It's a very idiosyncratic whiskey Very, very smoky And Pat, uh, you know, just it's all according to, you know, what he likes He does a lot of one-offs uh, Works with a lot, of, a lot of independent distillers. Um, I mentioned Heaven, um, which is part of that, uh, you know, resort, and you know they have like a lot. They have the laboratory, they have the production, mm-hmm. uh, and they can sell to their own, you know, restaurant.
0: Nice. Now, are there craft distillers?
1: Well, the you know in a in a bigger whiskey landscape like scotland or america or canada craft distilleries are more of a thing uh, because there's big guys and there's little guys and in sweden it's kind of like everybody is you know mcmira is the biggest definitely by far uh but everything else is basically aspiring to be uh, Mac Mira. So there's, That's I wouldn't no say there's really, cr- yeah. Craft distillery. I mean, Gotland might be the closest, but it's smaller, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a craft distillery. I wouldn't call it.
0: That's interesting. You say that. Cause you would think that, you know, the Swedes would, there would be, in my opinion, there would be craft distillers because of its terrain. It's, you know, it's water. It's like all these, um, like these characteristics that are just specific to this area, and it's I find it interesting. You say that they're trying to aspire to be like, which is so different. It's so um, it's such a foreign, not concept, but it's such a, it's so I want to say unusual, but maybe not. But I'm just surprised to hear that because you know, they have amazing water. They have, I mean, they have Swedish oak. I'm just throwing right, this out. Swedish there. Swedish you know? oak.
1: So, yes, Swedish oak is, you know, a, you know, a definitely a big component. Uh it gives a spicier edge. Right. Uh so that is another component of of Swedish whiskey. Um so I, I go ahead.
0: No, I, I um that's all I would uh, that you, thank you for for actually uh telling us uh about the craft distillers which apparently there isn't yeah, is it, what I'm getting. Well, you
1: know, it's interesting. I would say that I'm sorry to interrupt. I would say that in Sweden all of the distilleries are kind of a craft distillery because the the they're all still so young. I mean it's a very very young uh industry. So um you know 20 years is nothing. 20 plus years is nothing. So I know I know. Yeah, uh, yeah so they're so most of them I would say if it was if they were in the US or Scotland they would be considered craft distilleries because they're you know they're kind of starting up and relatively small, um but they are but they all take great care and great pride in their uh, in their product. so and they you know are very much about the water. they're very much about using local uh, you know uh, resources, terroir, you know, very concerned about that. and that's all things that you know you would think about that a craft distillery would be. so, they're kind of craft distilleries so they are craft distilleries but not because of their size i mean a craft distillery is usually considered something smaller than like a jim beam or a, well, you I, know you a, know i'm just thinking,
0: I, I, sorry i don't mean to interrupt you there but i was That's just good. thinking about like the french there's a huge ecosystem you know you told us mm-hmm. in the french uh, french whiskey how there's a lot of craft distilleries and i mentioned that i would love to just go to to france and do this whole tour, so you would think that the Swedes will have something similar in place, but it, I guess it's not. But um, and that that's fine because that's just what makes it, it. It just it's it tells us so much about their history when it comes to like their whiskey history. So it's good,
1: right? Well, you know, part of the thing is there's just so few of them. I think is part of it that um, you know, in France, I mean, there's a hundred plus distilleries, whiskey distilleries, because they had such a such a history of, of, uh, distilling right, with brandy. Right. So it was easy to transfer over. So, you know, when the more distilleries that, uh, you know, spring up in a country, uh, you know, sooner or later, they will, it will settle out to some are going to be larger and some of them are going to be smaller and considered quote unquote craft whiskeys. I mean, it's, you know, the craft whiskey doesn't mean that you're taking more care with it. It's, In most places, it has to do with, uh, it's almost like a legal term and it uh, dictates how many liters you can, I know in in the US, how many liters you can produce.
0: I feel like it's probably, there's a lot of, I I don't know if this is correct, red tape, but whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. Because it's expensive. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, as you can say, it's just got, it's expensive. Let's just, to be a craft distiller, you know, unless you have like finances, but. Right. Talk about women in Swedish whiskey industry.
1: Well, um, I've already mentioned uh, Angela D'Arazio, who, you know, basically, I wish I could be her when I grew up. Really? <laughs> so she's amazing. Uh, I just, you know, I love that she's playful enough to call herself Chief Nose Officer, but also, uh, you know, also embraces the uh, the whole AI technology. Um, uh, there's a couple of women who have uh, co founded the distilleries. So Marianne Holt co founded Gotland Whiskey with her partner, Bo, uh, Bo Wickstrom, before they moved to Rome. Uh, so she's, you know, an important figure, uh, Anya Mullen, who co-founded, uh, Van Whiskey and they, you know, own this resort. She started that, co-founded that with her husband. Um, there's Angela DeRazio, as I mentioned, and I, you know, I would be, this is kind of an atypical woman to include, but there's a, a woman called Moa Nilsson and she has a YouTube, uh, Uh, whiskey show called uh, Swedish Whiskey Girl. And she has been, yeah, she's been the icons of whiskey, uh, uh, named her communicator of the year in 2021. She is, you know, uh, writes about whiskey. She's a spirits judge at at, uh, World Whiskey Awards. So, um, and I think, you know, that may, it's not, uh, and she doesn't just talk about, Swedish whiskey, but she has kind of helped put it on the scene because of because she's a she's Swedish a voice, woman right. talking about whiskey and obviously she you know includes uh, a lot of Swedish whiskeys in her podcast. So um and I th- but I do think that there is uh more in the in the Scandinavian countries at, you know, as we'll see when you know some of our upcoming episodes we, we talk about Norway and Finland that, and Denmark, Mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, we'll see that there are more women, uh, being whiskey innovators.
0: Well, Kim, I'm excited. Um, but I do have a one, I'm excited because there's more to come seasons to come. Um, what, if someone's starting off, what whiskey would you recommend to just buy just to have something that's reasonable, affordable, if that's even a thing?
1: Um well I would say we're talking about Swedish whiskeys. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I would say McMira, uh, you know, the any of the McMiras would be approachable. I mean, any of the uh Mac, I mean, because they're not gonna be like a twenty dollar bottle. Or right, anything, no, I know, but yeah. but the, but um an accessible bottle would be That's probably correct, in right. the 70s range. And I would say, if you're just getting into it, a MacMira, one of their unpeated whiskeys in general uh, that aren't aged in a certain oak. You know, they're because that, you know, some of their that's some of the other things that they do is they, uh, you know, age in things like, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, like very odd uh, oaks. And so what you want is something that's been um, And It's basically an unpeated whiskey that's a fruited whiskey. Nice. I don't have a name for you. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I can, yeah. I can look it up really fast. <laughs> Actually, you know what I think would be a really interesting whiskey to try is MacMira's Intelligence, I n t e l l i g i n s. And so that's the AI whiskey. The first iteration is sold out, but the second one is uh, Intelligence O2. It's a fruity whiskey, and who wouldn't want to try the first AI generated whisk- yeah, whiskey? Yeah,
0: that's actually a by good. MacMira.
1: So but, you know, that's actually- I think so that's what I would do. I would search that out, and then you know, and MacMira does make a lot of uh, you know unpeated whiskeys, kind of more on the fruity style. So I I don't think you would go wrong with MacMira. But that's the one that I would pick if I was going to get one whiskey, MacMira Intelligence, the first AI-generated whiskey.
0: I love that you said that for so many reasons. A, because it's like the first AI. And B, it's a good conversation starter to like bring that bottle and be like, guys, check this out. This was AI-generated whiskey. Like, come on. Like, then you can yeah, get into it, it you know yeah
1: it is a conversation starter and you know it's interesting the reason the way macmira started is those eight engineering students that i mentioned who founded it the reason it started is they all met together for a ski trip and each one of them had brought a bottle of whiskey and they were like why isn't there a swedish whiskey and that's how macmira wow. came into uh came into being so intelligence would be the perfect whiskey to bring to a gathering going hey
0: well, I have. Kim, thank you so much. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for season four. We will be back. And uh just wanted to say tremendous amount of thanks to the beautiful and amazing, lovely co host Kim. Kim. Well,
1: right back at right back at you, handsome and fabulous <laughs> Romeo.
0: Yeah, no, thank you, Kim. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We are your host, Romeo. And Kim. Till next time. Have <laughs>